to the latest episode of Upstage Conversation, where we ask such questions as, are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? <laughs> and this week, this week, this, this, this month, I am here with my good friend Andy. One hour and 50 minutes. Yes. And boy, you feel every second. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you haven't guessed what we're talking about this episode yet, we're we are discussing Cats twenty nineteen, which came out almost exactly a year ago now. Yeah, actually, this was this was kind of the genesis of this podcast, was it not? It was. Yeah, I did. I did the the movie review for Cats on. Uh, on coming distractions and people were like, why doesn't Carrie talk about musicals more often? And now we're here talking about cats again. <laughs> yeah. And to, to take, uh, to take some of you behind the scenes to let you know how the sausage is made. <laughs> uh, so for the, for the big year end episode to, to cap off, uh, you know, the, uh, a, a wonderful 2020 of uh, <laughs> musicals and, and podcasts about musicals. Uh, she decided we're gonna we're gonna cap it off with cats, though you know where it, where it all started. And I agreed to do this if Jay would also do it because <laughs> making Jay watch cats sounded funny to me. And heavy air quotes here. Something came up, uh-huh. and he was he was unable to make it. Yes, he was like, "Oh, I can do it next week," and I'm like, "I don't, I genuinely don't trust you to be able to do it next week." <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. So, <laughs> so yeah, here we he's, are. He's he's trying to push it into. Oh well, now I can't because it's Christmas, and well. Well, I, well, you don't expect me to record on New Year's, do you? And it would have just kept going. Yeah. So, so here we are. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite upset with Jay. <laughs> much more so now that I've watched this film. Uh, I, you know what? I feel like I finally got my revenge for Rent here. So. Oh, we are more than square for that. <laughs> I am. I have no guilt left for making you watch Rent. Yeah. <laughs> And that's fine. We're good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so cats. Yeah. And and y'all just y'all better appreciate Carrie out there because she has now watched this movie multiple times for the network. Yes. <laughs> this I, this I just, is. I want you. I want you. You to. You know. You just just appreciate Carrie and everything she does. <laughs> I have seen more terrible movies for the Nerdpocalypse <laughs> Network than anyone else, I think. I am always seeing the worst movies for this yeah, yeah. fucking network. But this time <laughs> yeah, I watched it because I wanted to do an episode of this about it. Now, to be fair to myself and to be completely transparent here, Cats is the last movie I saw in theaters at, the, at the beginning of March. Um... Literally, it was like I saw cats, and three days later we entered lockdown, and now it's December. <laughs> yeah, i've I've been I've been thinking about that too this year. Like the last movie I saw in a theater was Sonic the Hedgehog, and that's which is fine. fine. But it's kind of a 
it's it's kind of a weird one to go out on, yes, right? Yes, it like- is. <laughs> it is. But yes, I I drove I drove an hour down to DC to see cats with with my friend Rachel and and we dressed as characters from cats to see cats oh, in one of goodness. the Alamos like what they call a rowdy screening. So like yeah. we are dressed in cats cosplay and we are drinking cocktails out of ceramic cat bowls and screaming <laughs> with like 300 other people having a whole ass holler <laughs> at now, were you fucking... ju- were you just a, were you just a generic cat or were you a specific oh no cat? i was skimbleshanks the railway cat <laughs> My friend was Rum Tum Tugger, and it was oh, delightful. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, um, for for uh, for those of you out there who, like me, had never been, have never subjected yourself to any anything cats really at all. Um, I've been aware that cats is a thing and has been, I think, my whole life. Right? Like when when yes, did the, the play come the out? The musical like, came out in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, so this has existed longer than I have. So it's <laughs> it's just been around, right? And all I really knew about it was memory. Sure. Um Memory because, is I think you know, one of the most covered songs from any musical ever. Yeah, and and ev- everyone's heard it. It's, you know, you you yeah, you've either heard a cover or or whatever. That 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 song is part of the Zeitgeist. But I knew nothing else really about this and uh and gosh it sure is something <laughs> yeah the 2019 movie version of cats it sure is a way to like be introduced to like the concept of cats as the musical yeah because like i am on the other side of that spectrum where as a kid um i think we had like a vhs tape because in 1998 they like recorded like professionally recorded like a stage version of it like they didn't go into the fucking winter garden theater like they sort of set up like on a movie set the stage and they and they did the musical over the course of a few days in order to like really nail it with the current cast and i loved it as a kid and then like you know i sort of fell out of it and then like cats 2019 i guess they it's like they announced they were doing the cats movie and i was like right cats I really like cats. <laughs> and, and so I saw cats in the press screener this time last year. And it just like awakened something very feral within me. <laughs> and cats was touring at the time. Like the, oh, okay. the, the musical was touring. And it was coming through Baltimore, and I had the opportunity. They ha- there was like a a single ticket, like in the front row at the Hippodrome Theater in Baltimore, and it was like fifty bucks. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going." And I and I went, and I like experienced Cats in in the mu the the musical sense, and it was very very different than um than even sort of viewing the filmed version of the stage show. I I could almost see how this could be fun live. Um, it's amazing I, I, live. Yeah, that that was and why it ran forever. Um, and f- 
and really just for all the reasons that it would work live it are all of the reasons it doesn't work as a movie <laughs> yeah and and we'll get into like, that just be, yeah just being in the middle of all that i could see that being fun and um i think uh it was movie bob who used the line that there's a there's a uh, um when you're seeing live theater there's an irony deprivation field right? when <laughs> <Yeah>. you're able to <laughs> you're, you're you're kind of able to just be like yeah in the middle of all this silly shit and it's and you're it's an experience right that you're and you just you just experience and, it you just sort of let it happen to you and you enjoy it right um yeah and and now from what i've heard it is like they like come off the stage and they're they like come, they are the, on the stage yeah. like i was touched by adult humans dressed as cats um yeah they're like you're like surrounded by cats at one point there's just like incredible choreography like it is it is a whole fucking thing it is a spectacle you go see cats. unto yeah. itself really um yeah i mean look like the the sort of prelude when they're playing the overture in the theater um, it's dark, and the actors have these, like, sort of goggles on that, like, flash these green cat eye lights um, in time with the music. And, like, I knew it was going to happen, but literally nothing can prepare you for a six-foot-tall man dressed as a cat touching your <laughs> arm and blasting you in the face with cat lights. Like, nothing... <laughs> There is nothing on earth that can per- that can physically or mentally prepare you for that moment. But but okay, but but then things like like I was saying what makes that work, right? So you're in just the middle of this experience and just taking it all in. Right. So it doesn't really matter that there's not a plot. Right. I was going to not say Not that there's a bad plot or that there's, you know, a light plot. There really isn't one. No. At all. No. And it doesn't work as a film. There's... It's more of a framing device than a plot. Like, the... And the framing device is... Once a year, this tribe of cats called the Jellicles, they get together and their leader... Wait, what was that? Hang on. I didn't catch the name of the cats because they barely (laughs) mentioned it. What are they called again? (laughs) <laughs> Jellical cats. I looked it up. I found somebody on Twitter who claimed uh this numbers. I don't know if it's factual and I'm not going to go rewatch the movie to count myself. But someone on Twitter claims they say the word jellical cats 130 times in this film. I mean, I feel like it's said 130 times in the opening number alone. <laughs> 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 This movie is just, it is aggressively irritating. Like, from the opening notes, it's just a, <laughs> I'm watching the, I, I can't put it to words how much I was just sitting there hating this. Oh, no. I was watching it. Yeah. It was, it was, like, like, so it's from the 80s, so it's very synth heavy, and there's a, there's some really annoying notes you can play on a synthesizer. <laughs> it's true. And they... They open this film with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. Uh, like I'm trying I'm trying to think of like how to describe the plot of of cat. It's like 
it's a reaping ceremony, basically, where these cats get together and they decide amongst themselves who gets to die. <laughs> and then and then that cat yeah. gets to be reborn into a new and presumably better life. And right. so th- which we we don't see, so we don't know. No. But um yeah, so so yeah, that that is the entire plot, which is every cat is basically auditioning to be chosen as the uh what's just called the jellicle choice, right? Yes. And um, and that's basically so- it. And then you have this sort of side plot where which was expanded upon for the movie where a cat named McCavity steals away old Deuteronomy and is like an asshole and that's like it's something that happens like very briefly in the musical but in the movie they were like we got Idris Elba for the role of McCavity (laughs) he needs to be in the whole ass motherfucking movie this cast is insane. How the fuck did they get these people to do this? I do want to talk don't... about the cast <laughs> because it's, it's wild. It's really good. Okay, so the main roles are just given to to like pro pro dancers, right? Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's sort of split 50-50 between I would say your sort of a uh, classically trained dancers and your hollywood people so on the classically trained dancer side you have um robbie fairchild who is um monkish trap <laughs> i'm gonna be please saying a lot say of names every, I am, please say every cat's I will name say every, every single cat. one you better fucking believe it buddy uh so uh, Robbie Fairchild, who is Monkus Trap, is uh, a principal dancer at the New York City Ballet. You have Francesca Hayward, who is Victoria, um, who uh, was a or is still a principal dancer in the Royal Ballet in London. You have uh, and she's she's like our main uh, protagonist. She cast. is our sort of viewpoint character for the movie, and I will no. go into more on Victoria's role momentarily. Yeah, um, but that that um. That the amount of dancing that she does, that had to be a dancer. That, that oh, you know, yeah. I was because I was watching, like, who is this? Is you know, because she's unknown to movie audiences and they have some massive names in this thing, yes. And then you see her just dancing her ass off in this, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's why, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's one of the principals at, at London's Royal Ballet. Um, you've also got uh, Laurie Davidson, who is, I think. Not not a dancer, but is like a classically trained actor from England. Um, you've got Stephen McRae, who is another principal dancer with the Royal Ballet in London, as motherfucking Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. Um, my boy. Oh, uh, le- hey, lest we forget Laurie Davidson playing the role of Mr. Misopheles, the magical cat. No, uh, yes, <laughs> the original Conjuring cat, uh, to be right. precise. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to know how I know that Mr. Mistopheles is the magical cat? Because uh, in the song, they say Mr. Mistopheles is the magical cat 400 <laughs> fucking times. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then on on the sort of like Hollywood side, you have, um, as, as noted, Idris Elba as McCavity. Um... Jennifer Hudson as Grizabella the Glamour Cat. Um, 
Rebel Wilson as Jenny Anydot, James Corden as Buster Jones, Jason Derulo. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, Jenny Anydot's the Gumby cat. <laughs> You're, stop shortchanging the, these cats. I will shortchange the shit out of Rebel Wilson's version of Jenny Anydot's. <laughs> Um, Jason Derulo oh, is did- Rum Tum Tugger. Uh, Ian McKellen yeah. is Gus the Theater Cat. Taylor Swift appears briefly as Bomb Ballerina. Um, and then you've and got she, and she and she does an accent. Yeah, God, <laughs> she sure does, doesn't she? She uh, really does. She she went for it too. I, I I can't I can't hold anything against anyone in this cast. They all <laughs> fucking go for it. <laughs> They are committed to this trash. And then last last but not least is Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench as Old Deuteronomy, which is notable because not only is Old Deuteronomy typically played by a man in the stage show. Oh, okay. But That's Judy Dench was also when they were getting ready to premiere Cats the musical in um England on the West End, Judy Dench was their original pick for Grizabella. Oh, and then she okay. tore her fucking Achilles and couldn't do it. Um, so okay. Judy Dench I, I like finally gets her return her... to Cats. So yeah, J- Judy Dench has a bit of yeah. a history with with Cats, the musical. I, I didn't realize she had a connection because I'm watching this, and that is my main thought: is what the fuck? It's true. What is, is Judy? Dame Judy Dench doing in this? Dame Judy Dench, who can do literally anything yes she could walk up to a movie set of a film she's not cast in and say i want to be in this and they'll go sure you're james dame judy dench of course you can be in this and she's in cats she is in cats so this this was a choice this was this a is choice. not this is not somebody who needs the work no <laughs> no i mean it's interesting because most of these people don't really need the work I I mean this is kind of a big breakout for for you know these lesser known uh dancer types who sure. had big film roles right but and what's, but yeah. what's interesting is that the lesser known like dancers from London especially are the best part of the movie <laughs> Yeah for sure <laughs> They all have but yeah, like, the best parts uh Yeah but but Idris Elba is maybe one of the top 10 or 15 most highly in demand actors right now. Yes. He can This was this this is again not fuck I need the work I have a mortgage payment. This is oh I'd like to be in cats. That's that sounds fun mm-hmm. to me. Yes, I would like to play McCavity the mystery cat. <laughs> in a hot in a CG to hell version of cats. For film, yo, it is it is fucking unsettling, right? That is that is the main thing for me watching this, and and that's it really is. So I if mean, you here's... if you looked at photos from the stage productions, like they don't even they're not even that cat like. They they kind of do the ears with their hair. Yeah, so and, like the wigs you know, are they're... sort of. I think I described it on the episode of Coming Distractions as sort of like almost Wolverine hair. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, like, like, I, it's, I looked it's at fluffy. photos of this. It, it's fluffy and it's got like the stripes and the spots in it, and it sort of like curls up into ear-like shapes. But it they they they're not walking around with like actual cat ears on their head, and they don't have paws. They have these like 
you know, fluffy arm and leg warmers and whatnot. Um, and it's it's mostly right. the makeup it's- that makes them sort of look cat-like. And, of course, like the movements on stage and whatnot. But <sighs> Cats, it's- as a musical, I think people like for three key reasons. One is the look of the performers, because it's iconic. Whether you like it or not, you see someone dressed as a character from Cats, the musical, and you're like, I know exactly what that is. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the choreography and the music. And the film obviously got rid of the look of the performers and got rid of all yeah, of the, the choreography and replaced it with other stuff and then shot that choreography that they arranged for the film very poorly because <laughs> um, Tom Hooper should not be allowed to direct any more musicals. I I I I'd go further. You you shouldn't be allowed to direct anything ever again. Should be <laughs> should be banished from the land and uh, meant to live out all of the rest of his days in the woods alone in a cabin. Um, this it's very it's re- this is this is a poor film. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it's it's poor for a lot of like objective like this movie is bad <laughs> reasons. Um, yeah. But it's it's poor, like, as a fan of the musical, because they got rid of so much of what makes the musical worth seeing. Yeah, and, and they made these really bizarre-looking sort of CGI half-human, half-cats things, and, and, and the CGI is... I mean, it's not great. Um, there's a lot of stories about how they're like working on this thing up to release and after, like they brought it back and fixed things and put it. So like, if you saw it in opening week, it's different than how yeah. it looked to people who saw it a couple weeks later. Yeah, because like they were- I have now seen both versions of Cats the musical, and the initial version had like really weird. CG issues where it's like people are literally like clipping through the floor as if they're in a video game and yeah and, and like the feet are are look almost like they're hovering yes. above the uh ab- above the the floor by an inch or so which I mean you might be able to get away with that in some aspects but this is a dance flick uh-huh. people are going to look at the feet mm-hmm. so yeah <sighs> The, the changes to the plot, which I do want to discuss because there's significant changes that they made, um, not the least of which was, as I mentioned, making Victoria uh, the point of view character for the film. And I understand wanting to have sort of like one character to sort of like follow through this very vague plot. Um, yeah, because with I was... I, I I rewatched your your video and I'm tr- I was trying to imagine how this movie would work without a point of view character and to the extent that the movie does work which again it does not <laughs> it is because it sort of has her tying it all together I can't right, imagine because how th- in the musical setting they talk directly to you there's not right. a fourth wall there you know they're yeah, they're yeah. in and amongst you, and they are talking. They are speaking directly to the audience, um, and you don't get that in the film until the very end. 
And I hate that so much. It is so <laughs> off-putting. Because, okay, so you have Victoria, who at the start of the movie is dumped by her owners, and then she gets sort of taken in by the Jellicle tribe, and she learns about them, and she's introduced to other members, and, you know, she- Does she learn about them, though? I think she learns enough. Um, because there's 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 multiple songs telling you this is what a jellical cat is. It's a jellical cat. Like, oh, okay. Well, what is a jellical cat? Well, a jellical cat does this, and a jellical cat does that. Uh huh. Again, what what is that though? Not gonna mention that. We're just gonna keep cruising though. A jellical <laughs> cat does this, and a jellical cat does that. Right? Yes. Typical cat things. Jellical cats that, are right? rather small. Jellical cats mm-hmm. are rather sure. are yeah are black and white. <laughs> jellical yeah, cats uh-huh. are roly poly. Yeah. Yeah, again, these are just these are just cat things. I don't I don't know. That's the what point. What the fuck is a jellical cat? That is the point. <laughs> the point is that all cats are jellical cats. Oh, good. And and again, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the jellical cats get together under the jellical moon to make the jellical choice. What is this word? What, what? <laughs> so jellical is the the word jellical. If you really want to know the the word jellical, actually, I really do. It it's derived from um, a T. S. Eliot poem because again, cats is based off of an old book of poetry by T. S. Eliot um, called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, and. Uh, so T.S. Eliot's, like, niece or something, um, who's, like, a toddler or whatever, would say the word, and it would, she she would call cats dear little cats, but it would sound like Jellicle Cat, because she's a okay. fucking baby. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes, yeah, so Jellicle okay. Cats is basically just sort of, like, a nonsense word created by T.S. Eliot to describe sort of, like, all cats. So yeah. this is then, this is where then, like the NBC, the more you know, comes across the screen. <laughs> yes, and then many decades later, Andrew Lloyd Webber, in a drug fueled rage, <laughs> finds these old T. S. Eliot cats poems and makes really just a wild musical that that for all intents and purposes should not have worked. <laughs> and and became the biggest musical of all fucking time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. And it re- I it sh- it shouldn't work, right? Like that this is, this is some weird shit they put on stage. Yeah. And, and, but you know what? And it ran for and it ran for 30 goddamn years. Yeah, like uninterrupted it ran for 30 goddamn years. And then like touring productions have continued. Again, I saw Cats on stage this year. Uh, yeah, Cats as an entity has made over 4 billion dollars mm-hmm. with a B. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Is is yeah, so I, I I get why you might try to make this into a movie to try to cash in on some of that cat's cash, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's 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 uh, it's it's one of the most irritating things I've ever viewed. <laughs> <sighs> the movie just it doesn't work. It it makes too many changes, no. uh, and 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 it does something that I hate about fucking a lot of movie musicals is that it adds spoken 
dialogue. The musical is okay. sung through. All of this, right, like, okay. dumb little quipping back and forth that you especially get from, like, Jenny Any Dots and Bustopher Jones, like, because they were like, oh, Rebel Wilson and James Corden are comedians. We have to write jokes for them. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> They're not good jokes. They just take up time. Um, there's a lot of talking back and forth between, like, McCavity and Old Deuteronomy and... You know, the again, like so much of Cats the Musical is sort of like showing instead of telling. And the movie was like, we have to tell people what is going on. And um and it's worse off for it. Um other changes for the movie, um, they got rid of um they got rid of the number uh the awful battle of the peaks and the pollicles, which is uh it's basically like the cats, the Jellicles put on a cute little show for old Deuteronomy after old Deuteronomy shows up. And it's the cats dressing up as dogs and like telling this like terrible, this terrible territorial battle of these two dog clans. And it's very cute and I like it a lot, but they got rid of it. Um, but instead they wrote. So you have humans dressed as cats dressed as dogs. Correct. To tell the story of the, I'm sorry, pollicles? The peaks and the pollicles, yes. Oh, those are two different dog tribes. Yes. I see. All right, I'm following now. Okay. Uh, so they got <laughs> they got rid of that, but instead they wrote a new song called Beautiful on my sec- Ghosts. I'm on my second beer, by the way. I okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, they wrote a new song for Victoria to sing, because Victoria, in the musical, not... A principal singer, not really a principal character, like a named character, but not one that has a vocal solo at all ever. Um, Victoria's role in the musical is dance focused. She has a dance solo, but she does not have a vocal solo. So they were like, well, we've got motherfucking uh, Taylor Swift. So let's have her co-write a song with Andrew Lloyd Webber. And they wrote this song, Beautiful Ghosts, and it sucks. Okay, so that was new. That was new. Right. Okay. And Beautiful Aww. Ghosts is Victoria after Grizabella sings the memory prelude. Victoria's like, well, at least you have your memories. I have nothing. Blah, and it sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Uh, so so uh, what little plot there is in this is that. Fr- so one of the things, I mean, the main through line of this is Victoria after being thrown out, meets the Jellicle Cats, and they all, in just excruciating detail, and everyone with their own dance number, or with their own song, tells you who they are and what they do. Everyone has a a ridiculous fucking name, and they sing that name in a song and tell you what their fucking thing is, you know, where the the magical cat or the, 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 you know, the railway cat or what have you. Yep. They all have, they all, all fucking... 47 of these cats get their own song where they tell you what they're about and then at the end of this deal uh she like gets accepted as a jellical cat so how much of that is like is is her plot line from the from the from the play no much that it was invented for the movie basically oh she was just another fucking cat yeah she was already a jellical cat like 
the 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 ah, only yeah, yeah. the only cat in the musical who I would say is like not a member of the Jellicle tribe is um Grizabella, who was cast out of the Jellicle tribe and wants to be accepted back in. And then you've got McCavity, who's just an asshole. Um Yes, yes, Grizabella, her plotline is uh and and follow this here because it's important later. She was part of the group, was excluded from the group, and wants nothing more than to be back in the group. Yes. Okay, keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> it's important later, <laughs> because I have a bone to pick with that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that makes sense with the Victoria thing, because rather, because, the the like you said, the, as a point of view character, all of the cats explaining in their individual songs who they are. They're doing it to her, basically. Right. Right? And normally, whereas, whereas in the stage show, they are doing it to the audience. To the audience. Okay. Gotcha. Which would be weird in a movie. Yes. Because you wouldn't want this movie to be weird. No. <laughs> but you know what? The The fact that at the very, very end, the, the finale number, which is called The Addressing of Cats, which is sung by Old Deuteronomy, you know, in in the film... There's no fourth wall breaking at all up until the last five fucking minutes of the movie where Dame Judy Dench, as a cat, looks directly into the camera and tells you what just happened. And it is the most unsettling shit <laughs> I have ever experienced. In a movie that is already very unsettling, yeah. mind you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Judy Dench as Old Deuteronomy, looking directly at you after again an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes where they have not done anything as far as fourth wall breaking is concerned. Suddenly, she just like punches straight through that fourth wall with her cat hand and is like, "I'm going to talk to you now," and it's awful. Hey guys, just so you know, cats are not dogs. Well, yeah, clearly. You want to expound on that? No, no, I'm going to repeat it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to talk about what we consider to be the worst musical numbers in Cats, the film, at this point. Because I would qualify the addressing of Cats as probably my least favorite in potentially both the film... And the stage musical. It's not one I've ever cared for. Uh, um, I, I, um... Except for... With with one notable exception. Which I, I'm sure you'll agree with. Is the best one. Which we'll probably talk about mm -hmm. in a minute. I really hated almost all of this music. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really, that's fine. It really, I, I, and and I understand that you, you know, you have nostalgia for it. You've seen it live. It's, you know, it's, it's yes. Like uh, I am someone something... who likes Cats as yeah, the musical it, completely yeah, it, unironically. It means, I very much it enjoy. Means it. a lot to you, right? And and I get that. And gosh, I don't want to take that away from you. But again, just this is just aggressively irritating. Look to have. 
to have like here comes two cats and they're like uh well hi i'm uh you know mungo jerry and i'm rumple teaser and here's our song mungo jerry and rumple teaser and that that's the song and then we just repeat and repeat and repeat mungo jerry rumple teaser like jesus fuck it this is the movie this is the movie i'm watching this is what i'm doing with one hour and 50 minutes of my time Here's the thing. Look, I much much as I un- very unironically love Cats as a musical. I know that it is not for everyone and I would not expect it to be for everyone. Keep in mind that this film is my first experience with yes. Cats. So I have I have no attachment to this and and it is ju- it's very irritating. Oh no. <laughs> uh I would say ostensibly the two worst numbers in Cats the Musical, or Cats Cats the Film, are uh, Bustopher Jones yeah. and Jenny Anydots. Yeah, yeah. So, I- so the Jenny, Jenny Anydots thing is... Um, <clears throat> setting aside, Setting aside Rebel Wilson, just be really hamming it up. It's... It's disturbing what they did with the movie here. They oh, it's uh awful. they put they put child's face uh, children's faces on mice. Yes, they did. <laughs> and then had had her eat cockroaches who were screaming and begging they, they for her. They had Rebel Wilson as a cat eat cockroaches who also had human faces that right. she was making dance for the entertainment of her friends who are other cats who are also eating some of the roaches. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a it's a fucking nightmare is what this scene it's is. it's a real nightmare and you know what sucks is that on the stage musical i really like the jenny any dots number okay because like it's cute in the musical like they there's there's no awful mice with human faces it's it's again they're sort of explaining oh jenny any dots teaches the the mice how to knit and she teaches the roaches how to do fucking whatever um and she's she's such a good cat that she's teaching these pests how to do something with their lives and like again the other cats in like on stage are like dressing up as mice and so like they have sort of like cute little they look like handmade costumes on top to make them look like you know mice or or roaches and it's an extended tap number um, with, like, the whole fucking company of the show. Um, and we didn't get Jenny Anydots the delightful, upbeat tap number in the film. We got a fucking nightmare with Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks. And it really sucks. Uh, and then Bustopher Jones... But Bustopher Jones is not something that I enjoy in the musical either. Um, But James Corden made it a hundred times worse than it had to be. Well, so here's here's your, you know, every cat has their thing. All right, here's the thing with Bustopher Jones. He's fat. And that's it. That's it. That's it. He's fat. He is fat. Let us let us all enjoy how fat he is. (laughs) 
But, like, not only and, did we have to deal with the fact that, like, we have to listen to the Bustopher Jones song, which, again, I think is one of the weakest numbers in the musical, but, like, we have to deal with the fact that they, again, like, inserted dumb jokes for yeah. James Corden in the middle of this, yeah. where it's like, oh, his skinnier friend couldn't hoist him up because he's fat, and so he makes a right. noise at him, and that's supposed to be funny. And then when he does get oh, him up, he, like, lands on his fucking balls or whatever, like... Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he's gonna eat, you know, because he's fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he's going to drink champagne for what seems like a hundred years. Oh, that is really upsetting. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, and then... uh and then, yeah, he's like, like being fat shamed by Rebel Wilson, which I'm, you know, I'm fairly body positive, but uh, girl. Yeah, um. but like Jenny Anydots <laughs> is described as like a fat, lazy house cat. Like, sure. Yeah. So like, even in character, Jenny Anydots has no room to be fat shaming Buster for Jones. I don't. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Um. I- I, I don't understand just just so so much about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, as far as stuff that I sort of enjoyed a lot more, like what I would argue um, is the the best musical numbers. I well, don't know what right you quick, thought. The, the the thing that and and this is it. So while we're before we leave the realm of really bad stuff, <laughs> or really bad songs here. What it sets the tone, and it, and it and it got me off to a real bad start. But Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, real is really annoying. I, and um, I like Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, but I understand why you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's that's basically your big opening number. And this is you know this is my introduction. This is setting the pace for this movie. And I'm like, oh, this is not gonna go well because I hate this and. uh it didn't get much better this movie uh, after that. <laughs> yeah, Je- Jellicle uh, yeah, songs so- for Jellicle cats is a song that like I know all of the words to. Like if someone were to like put a gun to my head and be like recite all of the words for from like any song without memory, I would be able to do it with Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. Well, I mean, I mean, most I think I could now because a third of them are Jellicle. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> I mean, I could guess the rest probably. <laughs> it's it's asking a lot of questions. When you fall on your head, do you land on your feet? Are you tense when you sense there's a storm in the air? Can you find your way <clears> blind <throat> when you're lost in the street? Do you know how to go to the heavy side layer? Because Jellicles yeah, can he... and Jellicles do. Yeah, a lot a lot of good questions put out there. Uh, uh, again, unanswered by the film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as things that uh, are better, I don't know what, what is your, like, this is the best song in the movie moment. Oh, without question, the final performance by Jennifer Hudson of Memory okay. is a banger. Yes. She, she, that, she cranks that thing out. It is, it is, uh, un, with, with no competition, I don't think, there's no, not even a close second on this. That is the best song. Um, again, there's a million versions of Memory out there. So there's a lot of uh like perhaps one know, of the smartest things that they did was getting Jennifer Hudson for this just to just to have her sing memory. 
Yeah, you had to. You you had to find the best singer available because everyone sung that song. So you need someone to destroy it, right? And they got Jennifer Hudson, who I believe uh, lived up to it. Yeah. And and yeah, it's it's the best by far for for me. That it's the best song in the whole thing. I would say it is objectively the best. I would not say it is objectively my favorite. Um, okay. Like, what ma- is your favorite? Skimbleshanks. And yeah, okay. So that's what I was gonna um, mention here. In in um, because that's the one that's got the tap number with the drums. Yes. In the middle, right. Yeah, that that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Sk- Skimbleshanks yeah. fucks. Like, nothing else in this movie. <laughs> I would not say any other song in this movie fucks. Skimbleshanks fucks. Absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, all the cats are really kind of giving heavy fucky energy this whole time. I mean, so, that's I mean, true. Cats is a very horny show, especially if you see it, it is. live. It is. Um, yeah. yeah, and this is uh, this is a PG film. Yes, I'm a father. I would not let my children watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're they're all just kind of rubbing on each other, yep. and you know, uh, Taylor Swift is passing out the catnip for an implied cat orgy. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 all it's all very. Uh, um yes uh yes you said it it's a very horny movie <laughs> all these cats are just cannot cannot wait to fuck one another no uh yeah the skimbleshanks number is great um the skimbleshanks number in the musical is is one of my favorites but the way that they did it by incorporating tap uh really really cool um what's interesting about incorporating tap especially in skimbleshanks is that skimbleshanks is i think written at least the like the chorus is written in like thirteen eight, which is a very strange time signature. Um, yeah. But Steve McRae fucking kills it. Like, yeah, that was one of the one that I mean. As I'm watching this movie, that's the first time I just sort of like perked up and went, "Okay, this is pretty good." Yeah, and it's it's in the, in the middle of that when they which it's it's tough to do tap on film. It is yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to make that work. And and yeah, that with the drums, I was like, okay, all right. I get it. I get how. Uh, again, I, I I get how this works as 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 live theater. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but but um. I mean, worth noting is that Skimbleshanks in the stage musical is not a tap number. Um, Interesting. So I just I enjoyed the song. I like that they incorporated tap for the film version. Steve McRae is just good. Uh, it it was it was a super good time. Um, I also really enjoyed. Um, the film version of the Rum Tum Tugger, cause Jason Derulo can fucking sing if you didn't know. So, uh, a slightly hip hop tinged version of the Rum Tum Tugger for the film version was very cool. Um, in the stage show, the Rum Tum Tugger character is basically like they sort of styled his personality again in 1981 after um. Uh, fucking, what am I blanking on? Um, I am completely blanking on this dude's name. Uh, fucking Mick Jagger is is who oh, they oh, 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 gotcha. who who they wanted the Rum Tum Tugger the sort of like bases like swagger off of. Um, 
Yeah, and that that kind of. I mean, I don't know that anybody's going to attain that level of no. stardom, but as far as that vibe, that swagger, I think Derulo has that. Yeah, and what sucks about the Tugger character is that they kind of nerfed him in the movie. Uh, in the stage show, he's like he shows up and he sings again. In um, he, <laughs> he sings Mr. Mistopheles. Okay. In well, they, the musical, they, they get rid of they get rid of every character though. Every character comes down, introduces themselves, sings a song about themselves and what they do, and they're removed from the movie. Right, but it sucks <laughs> that like again, like you you see uh you see some of the other characters who like introduce themselves later on in the musical, um, but like McCavity fucking whiffs them away and puts them on a barge yeah. in the middle of the tent. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I mean, that that is the plot of what little plot there is. McCavity, Idris Elba, wants to be the Jellicle choice because... We don't uh, know why. Yeah, I mean, his he life seems pretty rad. He doesn't explain why. He's right? just like, yeah, I want to be the Jellicle choice. And yeah, like, Fuck dude's, you. Got, dude's got superpowers. Like, um, It seems like his, his life's pretty dope, but he wants to be the Jellicle choice. And anytime a cat comes forward and is like, I should be the Jellicle choice because I do X, Y, and Z, he removes them and takes them to this, this barge somewhere with his, uh, again, superpowers that he has. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. he's magic, a thing that is in this movie. Yes. Uh, but Tugger, Tugger's, <laughs> like, you see Jason Derulo as Tugger sort of, like, lurking in the background of some of the other numbers later on. But, like, he never sings again, which sucks, because he should. Because um, he's Jason Derulo. Right, because you got fucking Jason Derulo. Why are you only having him sing one song? Um, also, speaking of Tugger and Mistopheles, I hate the fact that the movie made Mr. Mistopheles a heterosexual. Because he and oh, Tugger are kind of a couple in the stage show. Ah, okay. They're they're I yeah, mean, they're, they're not like they're fucking gay, but um, like they're the contemporary stage choreography between those two characters implies that they have a bit of a relationship, and the fact that Tugger is the one who sings the Mister Mistopheles song, basically mm. fucking bragging about how cool his magical boyfriend is, um. <laughs> and and then like you know they made Mr. Mistopheles a wimpy heterosexual in the movie, and I hate that very much. <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, and the Jason Derulo character, uh, uh, Rum Tum Tugger, he's very much di- directing all of his cat sex energy at the lady cat. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, who? Uh, <sighs> I don't know if it was just my mind that went there. But as he's like standing in front of a, uh, 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 what is that like a, a refrigerator full of milk? Yeah. And there's a, a uh, and there's just a bunch of cats around him, mouths agape. I was prepared to be uncomfortable by what was about <laughs> to happen. It's like, please do not have Jason Derulo pouring milk into cat mouths right here. Um, they did manage I, to I, avoid I, that. Thank God. Oh, but yeah, yeah, because we. I mean, they didn't really, because James Corden kind of did that, but um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they didn't, because <laughs> it kind of seemed like that's where it was going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, don't, 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 
don't pour milk on them, please. <laughs> no. Yeah, I just <laughs> the but, thing but, about but, yeah, J- Jason Jason Derulo, who the, again they use once. Taylor Swift, lover hater, one yeah, of the biggest d- singers, singers Swift, in the world, barely used. Barely, she, she's Jennifer, in the movie barely at all, and I want to talk about that because like she sure. her role is bomb ballerina who. Is like a huge major character in the musical, who's like the like primary female cat in the musical, who sings on, who sings sort of like backup on Jenny Any Dots and some of these other songs and whatnot before sort of taking the lead for McCavity the Mystery Cat. But they turned Bomb Ballerina into like a villain, and I didn't like that. Like as a fan of the stage show, I was like, no, thank you. Why would you, like, why would you do did- that? Did she even show up until like an hour into the movie? No, she shows up uh, to like drug all of the cats for. Oh right, okay, yeah, and that like that's earlier, it, yeah. and then she like yeah. bounces, and like and then look at if... her one her one musical number, yeah, about uh, which is not even about. It's the one time where somebody's singing about a different cat. Yeah, she it's sings she McCavity. sings about McCavity, and like that whole number sucks because, like, not. Not only do we have to, like, watch as Taylor Swift drugs a room full of cats, <laughs> but also McCavity, who's one of the cats that, like, wears clothes and, like, has a cool hat and a trench coat, is suddenly yeah. not wearing this hat and trench coat. <laughs> and he looks nude in the worst way. Like, I I don't understand how they did it. But they made it like a nude Idris Elba as unattractive as possible. They found a way. They found <laughs> they a way it. to make the arguably the handsomest man on earth made him very ugly. They did, and uh, and they made then him hideous made, to look at. Yeah, and and a, a man who has a very good body still into his what's he fifty now, and he did. Because he, I mean, I, I'm not holding this against him. Because if I was in his kind of shape, I would do this all the time too. He did a shirtless photo shoot like the other day, <laughs> just, to be, just to be like, yeah, just so you know, still got it. And I'm like, yeah, of course, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I would right. never wear a shirt if I looked at it yourself. Right. You, you would have <laughs> dead of winter. I'd be walking around shirtless. But um, and they found a way to make his again incredibly good body look hideous yeah (laughs) and and um and yeah taylor swift who who can sing again right right not taking anything away from taylor swift but she's attempting to sing in a thick british accent which Mm -hmm. which is a uh which is a problem yes because she cannot do a British accent. No. <laughs> and I think it's worth noting that, like, um, Jason Derulo put on a thick British accent and was successful. I was very yeah. surprised. Yeah. Taylor yeah. Swift tried to but, do it and was not as not nearly as successful. Yeah, you should have just been the American cat. Just said fuck it. Just right. whatever. I'm I'm from Tennessee. I'm the I'm 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 the Tennessee cat. I mean, it's fine. You could have easily explained it away. With, right. Yeah, we got one cat. We have one cat from Tennessee here, just for shits and giggles. Right. I mean, some of these cats are magic. We can accept that maybe one of them's not from London. Right. Right. Um, but no, they 
They made her try to be British, and it uh, it, it 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 sure is a thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I just. I also don't like how she's one of the cats that just like wears shoes for some reason. Clothing choices throughout this film are odd. Like I understand, um, you know, uh, Grizabella having the sort of like tattered rags sort of hanging off of her because again, that's that's based more on the uh, the costume from the musical. It's fine. Um, Mistopheles having like the fancy jacket makes sense because. It's from the musical. He has a fucking yeah. No, he's it's it's fine. Like some some of the cats are more clothed than other others. Like old Deuteronomy has the big like fluffy coat that drags behind her. Um, I don't I don't like what that implies that she is a cat wearing a fur coat. But hmm, well, you know, it's a little strange. Um, but it's the, like the, the thing that the, the cats the that, one that re- the cats that wear clothes and then suddenly are not wearing clothes. I don't like that because it makes them look very <laughs> naked. And it's not yeah. good. And then the cats that like only have shoes on, like, <laughs> why are you wearing shoes? Because like, not only yeah. did Bombalurina just have shoes on, and like, not just any shoes, but she has like fucking slutty pumps on. Um, but for whatever godforsaken reason, you got the the two these two French dancers, um, Le, Le Twins, as sort of like two of the background cats. And they're break dancers, and they both have fucking high tops on. Why do they have high yeah. tops on? Who knows? I... Who makes cat high tops? Um, the the one that really bothered me because uh, is is Rebel Wilson at one point unzips her cat costume to have she unzips her, her out- flesh to reveal yeah. clothing underneath her Un- flesh underneath. Yeah, because again, these these are all cats. We've been led to believe. So she unzips her skin to have an outfit on underneath what is again her skin yeah i don't i don't understand how that worked um but yeah what is it about nude with shoes on that's somehow more nude <laughs> that's a really good question and i weird. can't answer it i yeah. uh, i don't it's know like like how, like you could be nude but then if you're nude with socks it's like extra nude i don't know how that <laughs> It's like by having the one article of clothing on, it draws attention to the fact that the rest of your body does not have clothing on it. Yeah, um, it really accentuates how how nude you are. Yeah. <laughs> For, when you have the contrast there. <laughs> yeah. Look. Because our, our, our main character, Victoria, is bare-ass naked throughout, yes. right? She does yeah. not so, have clothes on, except in, like, the Mungo Jerry and Rumple teaser number where they, like put jewelry on her and that's it and it makes her come for I, some reason yeah ah i got a necklace e- eh, yeah every- everybody's aroused by just just everything they're doing yeah <laughs> yeah there's um i don't know what more there is to say about cats 2019 i would ask you if the movie makes you want to watch the stage show but i know it doesn't so the movie doesn't know, but I don't know. Maybe if there was, if there was like a really good touring production, and like you told me that's the one to go see. Maybe, maybe you would I see it. Know. Okay, Be- <laughs> because I'm mind. so conf- Be- 
because I'm so confused by this, maybe it would answer some questions. Um, but yeah, so so um, so so the little plot that we do have, right? It gets resolved when uh, we have yeah, Idris Elba is he's eliminated all the other cats and wants to be the Jellical choice. Old Deuteronomy says, uh, "No, no, you, you cannot be." Because you're an asshole. <laughs> so he goes to throw her into a harbor, I guess. Uh, he he decides he's going to toss her into the River Thames. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and then we have a very long musical number trying to convince the magical cat that perhaps now would be a good time to employ some magic. Mm-hmm. As he is a magical cat. Yes. And he does, and they bring back old Deuteronomy. And then the, um, you know, they, they sort of get to the question, who's going to be the Jellical choice? And uh, and yeah, it's Victoria, who uh, who is called Victoria the White Cat, and does a very white savior movie trope move here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and goes and gets Jennifer Hudson and is like, yeah, just, I mean, sing. Show them that you're capable of singing. Because what's they sang what's together. wild about that is that Francesca Hayward is not white, <laughs> right? Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I looked her up, and they they put her in whiteface, yeah. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and made her. I I don't know when you take Fran- Francesca Hayward and put her in whiteface, she just becomes Anne Hathaway, um, <laughs> which is. <laughs> She did look half-ass Hathaway this whole time. Um, yeah, so she she went and got Jennifer Hudson, who then sings the best song anyone's ever heard because it's Jennifer Hudson singing "Memory," and then and then this is where I want to bring it back around because the reason she's sad the whole movie is because she's not part of the group anymore. Um, which. I don't. They kind of breeze over. Is it because she had some association with McCavity? Yeah, and they. Like, they... Oh, well, they say that she was like, you know, she she ran off with McCavity, basically. Right. So that so she's been exiled from the Jellicle Cats, and she's real sad about that. And so all she wants is to be accepted back into this group. And she gets chosen as the Jellicle Choice and sent away. Right. Which is not what she wanted. Well... She she gets her acceptance and then she gets to be reborn. They they don't do a good job at like implying it in the film, but it's it's more heavily implied in the musical, sort of through the choreography that Grizabella is basically dying. Um, yeah, this is a this is a contest. Everyone's competing to be the lucky one who gets to die. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 the whole move, right? <laughs> but I just. I, I don't know. It seemed like it may have been a been a you know a a, a good setup for a Wizard of Oz like you know you, you know oh we your happiness was here the whole time because you could just hang out with us again or something and no they load her up and shoot her away yeah they to go to God knows where to to the heavy side layer whatever that means it's basically heaven I sure guess. cat heaven. Right, which again is not what she wanted, 
she just wanted her buds back. Yep. And and they went, nah, get out of here. <laughs> interpretation of Grisabella's storyline that I have not heard uh, but I appreciate you providing it. That, I mean that, that's what I got watching this. I was like but that's not, that's not what she wanted. She And she's the only person really who, because ex- no, nobody nobody really I mean most of the Jellicle cats seem like they're having a great time, right? Yeah, Being I Jellicle mean, cats. I, I don't know what anyone's motivation is to be loaded up and fired away into space. <laughs> It's to to be reborn into a new Jellicle <laughs> life is what they say happens in the in the sure. heavy side layer to to live the life you've always wanted to live. So presumably Grizabella will be reborn into a new Jellicle life and will get to live amongst her uh, her once and former friends once again. I guess, but I, I don't know. It seems like everybody's having a great time. I don't I don't know that anyone's like like not living their best life throughout this film, right? Like. That's everyone's song is I'm having a great time doing whatever this shit is I do. Right. Except um, Grizabella, who's like. Except Grizabella. But the solution is not. (laughs) Put her on this, uh, this chandelier rocket UFO thing. (laughs) Yeah. It would have been just, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can come, you can come hang out with us. And that's what Victoria gets, though. Victoria, who uh, get like that's that's her big reward is oh you know what because because her you know her thing is well I'm not a jellical cat so that's kind of the the thing Judy Dench tells her hey you're a jellical cat now you're with us yep right but that's what Grizabella wanted yep why didn't she get the <laughs> you're asking the important cats <laughs> questions tonight Andy uh, there, there's the, the plot is so fucking thin. And yet, <laughs> <I> st- <laughs> yeah, uh, look, there's, I don't know what more there is to say about cats. The one thing, the one last thing I do want to mention from like a, just, just like a visual effects, like perspective. One, the sense of scale in this movie is fucking all over the place. Yeah, it's super weird. Because right? sometimes the cats um, look as big as humans, and some they look sometimes they look like cat size. And then in like the Skimbleshanks number, like I know how big a railroad track is. Suddenly they're like the size of teacups, basically. And like <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on as far as the sense of scale. But it was not consistent, and they clearly didn't give a shit to even so much as try to make it consistent. But. At the beginning of the movie, we see two human people throw Victoria away. Basically, they abandon their cat in the streets of London. And then all of the cats have fully human faces. (laughs) And then all of the mice have fully human faces. And all of the roaches have fully human faces. And there is a moment in the Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser number where a dog almost breaks into the room. And I have to assume that all of the dogs also have fully human faces <laughs> in this hell dimension that this film takes place in. Yeah. And 
And sometimes cats are on all fours, and sometimes they're on their hind legs. Yep. No real consistency on that either. No. Because, but, but, um, yeah, when they're all, when they're running around and rubbing each other on all fours, I, I am just, I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> Look, if the movie made you uncomfortable, the the stage show would not make you any less uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but you know, be, because they're all so CGI and weird looking, I think that's what makes it worse. Whereas if you're watching what's clearly humans, you know, behaving this way, you'd be like, yeah, I mean, that's just a guy doing an impression of a cat. Yeah, you know, I, look, I, the, the stage is really horny, too, so. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. As most Broadway is, it's all people <laughs> in their 20s who just are really, you know, coked up and down to fuck, especially in the 80s. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Cats 2019 sure is a movie that I have now seen three times. And yeah, um, I, I, I'm never gonna watch this again. Uh, this particular version. That's um, I might. I fair. might be able to be. T- I might be able to be talked into a stage show. Okay, I, I, I might. All right. Um, but would you recommend this to anyone? It's hard to recommend to anyone. <laughs> It's it's hard like, to here's what I would say. It is hard to objectively recommend this <laughs> to anyone because look, Be- I I think the the best way to see this is the way that I saw it in March, which is in a theater with a hundred other people who are all drinking and are all there just to have a fucking hoot and holler in time yelling at this movie. Mm. Like it yeah. is a fun yeah, yeah. time when you are amongst a huge crew of other people who are all like, we are going to heckle the shit out of this film. Okay, I could see that. It, it's like the, the, the Rocky Horror Live yeah. thing. Yeah, which is, I, which is- honestly, I can see within the next few years, this movie becoming the next sort of Rocky Horror theater experience. Oh, that would be interesting. Hmm. See, you know what I think it's going to be is uh, they're talking about when we're through all this, putting Hamilton in actual theaters. I think that has a much higher chance of being the thing everybody shows up to to get drunk and yell at. But here's the thing. Hamilton is too good and too many people take Hamilton very seriously. Uh, It's a good point. Yeah. You you know what? You you raise a good point because I'm going to get a little blasphemous here. Um Rocky Horror Picture Show is is not great. Right? No, it's not. Like, like if, I enjoy it, you're, but it's not very good. Yeah, if you're sitting kind of at home alone wanting wanting to put on a movie to watch, I don't know that you put on Rocky Horror. But if you have a bunch of friends over and you're all high, yeah, then that's a fun thing to watch. If yes. you're out at a theater with a bunch of yahoos who are all you know dressed up in lingerie and shit, that I mean that seems like a, a blast, which I'm I'm sure you've done. I don't know that you've done I, it. I have it just not. Seems like you have. No. I've, oh, really? I, I have not. Wow. It's, it's, it's interesting. I would have... My sister has. Uh, my sister's okay. done Rocky Horror, but I, I have not. I've only ever I seen would... Rocky Horror one time. Um, interesting. Yeah. I would have absolutely pegged you for a person who goes to live Rocky Horror with a bunch of assholes Look, to yell at it. <laughs> no, I'm the person who will be going to live cats and yelling at fair it. Fair enough. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. All righty. 
Uh, okay, good deal. So, <laughs> yeah, look, if if you want to get drunk or inebriated in any other fashion with a bunch of friends and watch a wild movie, definitely watch Cats. I would not recommend anybody watch this sober. Um which I did after uh, working a 12-hour shift. I just sat there and watched this and just absorbed it and 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 was, again, very, very irritated and bothered <laughs> by most of this movie. And, um, yeah, I, would, I definitely wouldn't recommend watching it the way I did. Uh, if you have a bunch of friends over and you're drunk and you want to, like, make fun of it, you know... Have fun with some of the songs, which there are some, you know, some of the songs are fun. I will not take that away from this. Sure. But yeah, it's just sitting there soberly watching this and just. It, it, mm. <laughs> well, again, if you, I, if, if you want to watch this, wait till quarantine's over and watch it with friends, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, I it, think <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for Cats 2019. And this episode it, of Upstage Conversation, unless you have is, anything it, else to add, Andy. It is certainly a thing that was that was committed to film. <laughs> and the And yeah, I, I and ever every nobody half asked this thing either, right? Like that's the thing. There's not there's not like a, oh that guy wasn't really giving it his all. That's what dragged this thing down. No. Every single person just absolutely went for it just balls to the wall effort on this thing and it just did not work no. at all no. no it didn't no it didn't look i love cats i have i have very cute cats merchandise from japan that i love very much um cats cats is one of my favorite musicals it's like a top three musical for me this there film is awful. <laughs> and I'm sure I will see it again before too long. <laughs> and I don't know what more there is to say about that, but this has been an episode of Upstage Conversation brought to you it by sure TMP has. Studios. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you are listening to this, actually, I think we're make I think we're going to make this episode free for everyone because um, this has been a hell year and who what better way to wrap up the year than an hour and 15 minutes of talking about cats 2019 um yeah if if you enjoyed this episode then um check out premium content yes carrie does this every month she makes it she, she makes me do it occasionally um yeah don't <laughs> t- tmp studios premium content is just five dollars a month or fifty dollars for the whole year and that gives you access to the full premium slate of con- of uh, content, including the area of grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, full episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast, and uh, most episodes of this podcast, Upstage Conversation. And if you are not already subscribing to the rest of the free content at TNP Studios, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, because that includes the Nerdpocalypse Podcast, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, the weekly preview episode of Look Forward, and ostensibly the best podcast on the network, Dense Pixels. So uh, be sure to do which that. Is, which is the best uh, podcast, of course, because it's the only one without Jay on it. Ha <laughs> He is not going to appreciate that, and I can't wait for him to comment. Oh, seriously, uh, fuck that guy so much. <laughs> 
Andy, thank you very much for watching Cats for me. Um, I yeah, no, yeah, no, no problem. Um, I will, I will absolutely do upstage conversations again. Please don't make it as painful next time. I don't think anything I could pick could possibly be as painful. <laughs> but I will say that I believe we're even for you making me watch Rent now. So. More than more than even. Yes. More than even. <laughs> All right. Well, Andy, thank you again for uh, for coming on. And uh, I suppose that's it for us. That's it for cats. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next month with a new a new episode. Thanks. Thanks.